This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's our number one of the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan, and here we go. It's a divisional round football Friday in the nation. Welcome in, General at your service. There's Brian Brodesey's furiously scribbling in notes. He's been working his smartphone all day, getting the latest intel on the 49ers for Cowboys fans here back in North Texas. Lucius Alexander's in the Pimp Cup. Woolchuck and Chia follow. You do have Carter Freeman coordinating your video. You can watch us at 105thefan.com, Twitch, and YouTube. Okay, who's going to win and why? That is always the question when we open up the final show before the game, and we have found lots of reasons to be optimistic. And gentlemen, it appears those reasons for optimism have impacted you. As during that crosstalk, if my ears did not deceive me, both Wolchuk and Shiafalo joining Broadus by picking the Cowboys. Hello. Now it's a proper football Friday. Sure is, man. I'm feeling really, really good about this. Wolchuk, are you? I mean, you look concerned. Wolchuk's always concerned. Well, I always, it's the playoffs. It's it's the there's playoffs. always nerves. There's yeah. always nerves. I mean, San Francisco's a hell of a football team. This is a good, good football team, right? There's a lot of reasons to be concerned, absolutely. But I believe in the Dallas Cowboys right now. I, I, I believe in this defense, the way that they're playing. I think they're going to be able to, to carry that momentum over from Tampa Bay. I think that what they've got right now with the pass rush with Micah Parsons, I think everything that he said about kind of feeling rejuvenated, it's a new season. He was kind of fatigued uh, and paraphrasing him a little bit towards the end of that year, and then he kind of got a breath of fresh air. You saw that. Micah played 74 snaps against Tampa Bay. Most he played all year. He looked great. I think you're going to get an absolute lion man beast in this football game that's going to wreck shop, and I think Dak Prescott is playing confident football and that's everything. If Dak can go out there and perform, which is a question, the consistency, but I think he will, Cowboys have an excellent opportunity to go in there and win this game, and I really do believe they're going to shock a lot of people and do it. Yeah, it's going to be gorgeous, man. And to be fair to Wolchuk, it's not just postseason concern that that is inevitably on his face. I think he's still probably wearing a little bit of baby dolls from the other night as well. Mm. Uh, you know, still kind of recovering And from I do got to say, I'm so sorry to the Tolo that I, w- I didn't make – make it around to play pool with him he was like hey come on by play pool with me but I had a couple other tolos I had to go shake some hands kiss some babies take a couple of drinks one guy got me a hundred and twenty five dollar uh shot of tequila holy cow that's a game changer was it was it delicious oh my gosh was it delicious usually like I'm gonna need a chaser or something for tequila that stuff gets a little shivery in my body you didn't even make a face did you no face 
This went yeah. down smooth as hell. That, that stuff will spoil you, won't it? Just a little bit. I remember going to a whiskey event like five years ago. No, this must have been eight years ago because I was still drinking. It, it was at Panther Island Pavilion in Fort Worth. And we went, went around in these tents. And it was a fan event. And, and we sampled all these kind of whiskeys that were in like the $200 bottle range. And at the end was like some regular nice whiskey that you would get at a liquor store. And I was like, wow. That's not good whiskey anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got to stay away from this top shelf stuff. He was a NASCAR guy, by the way, Brian. Like him and his buddy, they were just like pounding these. He's like, dude, you got to try one of these. I'm oh, thinking, wow. okay. I mean, if you're, if you're, Ryan, I'm baller. Not gonna, I'm not going to turn it down <laughs> yeah, for can a fellow shot. Let's do this. Dude, that hey. is generous. I haven't been the same since Jerry's party in Oxnard. Well, Chuck, I don't know about you, but when you start sipping a little uh, Johnny Walker Ooh. Blue, oh, you, you start sipping in 1942, I haven't been the same. Okay, you all had good reasons for why you're picking the Cowboys, but I think I found the best reason to pick the Cowboys earlier today. I was looking at the ESPN story on here and the keys to the victory and reasons that one team could win and all that, and... Do you guys believe in uh, in the computer simulations a little bit? You like looking at those things? I like looking at them. Do I believe in them? Uh, if they're positive. Now, I think they do a good job of compiling all the analytical data you could have and saying, well, maybe this team has a slight edge. You know, I don't use them for picking winners, but I, I do use them to sort of fact check. Like, hey, what is really going on? The ESPN's FPI. Has Dallas favored to win this game 53.2% of the time they get the dub by an average of 0.9 points per game? So they say this thing is actually close. Uh, On top of that, as Brian has pointed out, the Niners have a safety you can pick on. If you make them blitz, you can score on their secondary. The Cowboys have improved their penalty problem significantly. Dak is running like pre-leg injury Dak again. Smoother, more explosive, more power. The Cowboys are running outside more, which is something I was begging them to do last year, and I was sure they would unleash. I think they only ran outside four times uh, in in last year's game, and, and they were four of the most successful runs they'd had all game. They are using Pollard more now. They figured out how to use C.D. Lamb. Maybe they found a solution in the secondary to stop all the big plays. They were the worst team giving up big plays over the final five weeks of the season. That was a huge reason I was sure Tom Brady would figure out a way to score 25, 30 points on him and beat him. Uh, But that didn't happen. So there are reasons to pick the Cowboys a lot more than I thought there would be Monday. And I don't think it's a homer pick. Like the Texas coming in like, oh, this is such a horrible pick. That's why, you know, Corey and Zach, it should be 105-3 the homer. You know, it's just like... No, this is this not a homer pick to pick Cowboys. Three of the four of us picked the Bucks last week. Yeah. I mean, like, we study this thing and actually care. You know, yeah. we're, we're not just throwing stuff out to see if it sticks. There's reason for optimism here. The 49ers secondary is susceptible. The Cowboys just played their best game with the new, newly constructed offensive line of the season. Right. I think Tyron Smith is getting better. He's figuring stuff out on that right side. Sure. He's st- I mean, I, I like the way that things are starting to look. And we've seen some of the trends. If you believe in trends, Cowboys lose a game, they win four. They lose a game, they win two. They lose a game, they win four. They lose a game, they win two. They lose a game, they win four. It's time to be the four. And that would be all the way in the Super Bowl. I do think I, I'm, I'm going to still pick the Niners to win this game. You believe Paul? I'm going to take it 24-23 with a, a missed PAT being the difference. Dang. Oh, what no. happened to all that FPI talk? 
gosh, well, dog. That, that shows that Jesus. shows the com- that computer thinks it's a coin flip. No, and, and Cowboys listen. have a shot here. I have it yeah. as a one point game with them covering, and it could really go either way. Yeah, I I feel like San Francisco is the better team there at home. Cowboys on short rest. Play this thing at AT and T with even rest. I'd probably pick the Cowboys. I totally get all that. Absolutely, yeah. I'm I'm being definitely glass half full, Cowboy positive here with my Cowboy prediction, thirty to twenty six. I think Purdy's going to end up. Uh, falling into a, a rookie trap in the playoffs against a really good defense that's going to bring more pressure than what he's accustomed to. I think Dan Quinn is, he showed it last week when we all doubted him and in a, a terribly unexplosive Buccaneer offense had us all in fear because of the last month of the season of what the Cowboys were doing. And then boom, McQuamu shows up, we change some things, and next thing you know, there's no concerns whatsoever. So I, I trust Dan Quinn to really dial it up on this youngster quarterback, and he's going to fall into some traps. And, and they're still good enough to score a bunch of points, but I'm expecting some Cowboy turnovers here. And it's not just FPI that thinks it's close. It's also Vegas, man. They're giving you the three, your home field advantage. And then what? They're giving you one point. Mm-hmm. If this is a neutral site game, we're, we're calling it Niners by one, practically a coin flip. I mean, this is this is a dang close game. And the only thing that even gives me hesitance is the idea that the Cowboys are on five and a half days and they're on seven and a half. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, the uh, the eight, seven, 817, I was worried Brady would pick apart our secondary, but they played outstanding. Yeah, this this solution that they came up with, and Stephen joined us last Friday. He'll join us coming up at 3 o'clock. I was surprised. I could notice in his voice how confident he was. I was like, wow, how could you be so confident you found something in the secondary? But uh, he was he was letting you in on something. Uh, DQ had, had gotten it figured out. Okay, 5-6, we finally have a war daddy like Jerry said years ago. He's going to wreck the game plan. 903, tell us how you really feel about the text coming in, Gavin. That's from Swabby. I can tell you, Swabby, I like what you're doing on the text. You know, I don't know how long you've been texting, but I noticed you just recently started putting your name in there, and you got, you got some pretty good texts to come in. Keep rocking that hair, Broadus, says the 219. Yeah, it's flowing. Is that in honor of uh, the late, great uh, Crosby? I'll tell you what, man. That was, uh, yeah, it, 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 it really was. I just wanted this spring be on a fishing boat and have the wind blow through it and see how that feels. Yeah. Never had that. Never had that in the the springtime so we'll see we'll adjust from there but man it's it's kind of it's it's just getting kind of crazy though i can't well, it looks I, good, looking man. good well, it looks you. good Appreciate it looks sharp that. thank it you it looks like something you'd want to run your fingers through a little bit and it's you throw kinda, a hat on that bad boy it's kind of wispy and now i'm thinking you got a full head of hair yeah, it's kinda, okay yeah i mean that's the thing you can really you can conceal that cul-de-sac yeah. very simply and then you got the flow and it's like wow this guy's bringing some heat i appreciate right that this I guy's appreciate rocking it. in the free world yeah. what he's doing at 877-881-1053 how you feeling a uh, a miller light 18 wheeler passed right in front of me i think it's a sign damn Hello. right that's yeah. a sign yeah, it's it's time to start cracking them what you're drinking what you think it's coming up at 520 469 i don't understand if a guy misses five kicks in a row why does he only kick six during practice seriously well, they did. You know, they only have so much time. I, did they set that up in front of reporters, maybe to create a little bit of a competition, a little I, bit of pressure, see yeah, how he reacted? Yeah, I asked Bobby that question yesterday, and he says they normally do get to see guys kick field goals. Oh, is that so, right? Yeah. So that was just part of the part of the the thirty minutes that they have to watch for practice. Yeah, I, I assume because it's a good question, but I assume it's like we have six legit our whole teams out here, and we're running through it. But then I imagine throughout the entire duration of the practice, what else is the kicker doing? Isn't he getting some solo kicks well, up by himself, but they're not counting those? Yeah. It's like the official kicks where they go through the whole thing of snapping it, holding it, that yeah. kind of thing. When I went to the star this morning to do my work with uh, with those guys on the break, uh, 
Matter of fact, your your practice squad kicker was over on the turf field by himself, kicking at the small or the narrow goalpost. And then Maher and the whole operation, Overton and the holder, everybody was over on the other field working with coaches and stuff like that. So pre-practice stuff, they're trying to kind of dial this thing in at certain, some certain distances and things like that. So everybody was working this morning before practice. And, and like I say, the, the six kicks are just part of the practice schedule. Yeah. You know, now they might go to a period that the, the media doesn't get to see. We're in the middle of the practice. McCarthy might, you know, he, he might call for a field goal just to kind of get everybody, you know, get everybody's attention. And then you go to see if you can make it or not. That, that kind of thing. They might, they might work on more field goal stuff in practice as a, as as well as what you saw pre-practice. You know, coming off of Monday's game, I, I've been wrestling with this all week as far as a prediction. Like, you were so wrong about how that game was going to go. I, I had to give it time. You know, but what I think I realized is I was just dead wrong about Tampa. And I thought them getting five linemen back, three on offense, two on defense, would give them power to bully the Cowboys. Didn't happen. I think the Cowboys are becoming a, a, a tougher team. And the Cowboys' defense snapped back. I got to feel like they're going to have some success against the 49ers. At least they're a better defense than I was worried that they'd become going into the Tampa game. I don't think the Niners are going to get to 30 on them or anything like that. But, you know, I think the Cowboys are going to have a hard time getting to 20. I think there were still lots of moments since Thanksgiving where they really struggled. And against a team that can probably, here it is, Here's why I'm still picking San Francisco. They can probably still get enough pressure and probably stop your run without bringing much extra help. And in a crowded secondary, we've seen Dak Prescott not be able to put up great games. That's where I am where I am right now. Um, and I was wrong. I was wrong about how good Tampa was going to be. But, you know, that that's a team the Cowboys were four games better than in the regular season. It is a huge step up now to try to get uh, the best of San Francisco. No, it, it totally yeah, is. Yeah, I think the thing with San Francisco is that you have got to get them into playing man coverage, which they do not want to do. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Because as we've as I've talked about with my guys, my coaches around the league, that we've highlighted the last couple of days, when you play them, they're very comfortable playing zone. But they're very comfortable playing zone because they know they have pass rush. You know, if you find ways to protect, if you find ways to give Dak time, these receivers against zone coverage, we'll see how good. We'll see how good they are. And all of a sudden, if Dak is picking them apart playing zone and they have to blitz because they're not getting guys home, then that turns them into a man coverage team. And then you talk about having to deal with Jimmy Ward at nickel uh, at nickel corner, which yeah. guys feel like, well, you know, attack Jimmy Ward. You know, attack uh, Ward on the other side. Attack Lanier. You know, attack, attack these guys and attack the safety that can't run and stiff. You can you know, get them all if you can get them in man. That's what I'm saying. You could, you could, if somehow Dallas finds a way, and it, it might turn into keeping guys in. It might be, you know, I have the confidence that your ta- if your tackles hold up in this game, and all of a sudden it's it's San Francisco rush, but they're not getting home. It's one two throw, one two throw all day against zone coverage, and you're just kind of picking them apart that way. It, they're not going to let you drive down the field that way. They're going to have to bring pressure. The minute they bring pressure, now you got them playing man coverage, and that's where you got them beat. Yeah, and the Cowboys did an excellent job of, uh, with their blitz pickup last yeah. week as well. Now, it's a different beast, certainly, with the front seven that the 49ers are going to bring to the table here, but that was an asset. And, and Tony Pollard as well, That's he's improved tremendously 
in that area of his game. So the man coverage, too, yeah. that opens up for Dak to be able to run. We saw that on that third and sixth play. Right. It's man coverage. He takes off. He sees a lot of green. Dak can do that. I think another area on this, Cowboys were so good in the red zone. They cashed in for touchdowns. That's something that we complained a lot about in years past. The Cowboys have improved tremendously in that area as well. Okay, 940 says, come on, General. You should know that keep on rocking in the free world is Neil Young and not David Crosby. That might be true, oh. but the last time I saw David Crosby, he was with Crosby, Stills, Steals, and Nash, Nash. And, and they young. added Young. And they added they young. added Young, and they jammed that tune. Yep. So I conflated all that together, and that's my bad. Uh, that's not my my best general, but uh, my genre. But I was close. I think that's close enough. No, they're four, all six, together. Four six nine. Screw you, Dawson. This is why only old people and your wife like you barely. Well, you know, I'm gonna have to take issue with you on that well, because like I'm not sure she likes me either. You know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dion's gonna be in the national title hunt. Look at what he's doing, Dion Sanders. He now has two five star corners, <laughs> a sophomore and a freshman. He flipped five star Cormani McLean from Miami. Given Dion his first five stars, the Buffaloes coach, uh, uh, but he he also had uh, Travis Hunter who went to Jackson State. He's following him um, over, so now he's he's pretty set at corner there. I guess if you're a, a young corner, there's nobody better to play for than Dion Sanders and proofs in the pudding now. And the Mavs are going to host Miami tonight, um, so uh, that that'll be a, another national TV game and. Bally's or no Bally's, you'll be able to tune in for that bad boy tonight. Go beat that ass. Also, I do want to give a big happy birthday shout out to Loyal Tolo Mooney, the mayor. It is his birthday today. Happy birthday. Happy Happy birthday birthday. to everyone else out there. If it's your birthday and you're listening and cruising around, we love you. Salute. Uh, G-Bag of the Day coming up at 2.30. We have the survivor picks and uh, which games are the best bets uh, to get dubs. We'll do that for five or six minutes and then get you the best audio from the world of sports with Lucius. That's coming up next here. G-Bag Nation, the fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back, Nation. Segment is brought to you by Soda. That's state-of-the-art. And the Frankels. If you are hurt in an accident and it's not your fault, call the Frankels. 214-333-3333. Go online to truckwreck.com. Yeah, we have a G-Bag NFL Survivor Playoff Edition. Okay, so each one of us must pick a winner. And if we uh, are wrong, then you got a bet payoff to do. Uh, on That would be next Friday. Now, last week, uh, half of us took the Bengals, half of us took the Bills. So we have survived. 
Um, but we're not getting out of this playoff run in this Super Bowl uh, trip without somebody having an epic bet payoff. So let's uh, let's get into this and let's take a look first at the games that are the candidates. And you, you guys uh, tell me, Giants and Eagles, Philly, a seven and a half point favorite. This one scares me that Vegas put the number so high. Maybe enough time has passed that they know Hertz is going to be okay and be able to run. That's that's the only thing I could think of with this number because it, it my first instincts is this is Lock City for the Giants. Yeah, the th- the thing about it is though that's I'm I'm waiting to see if we still do get Hertz run. You know, I mean, it, like I say, he's not on injury reports and stuff like that. You willing to take that chance? You still you saying know? he's hurt? I I said it all along. People in Philadelphia came after me for that, too. So, yeah, I mean, they were trying to pretend like he wasn't hurt week 17. Yeah. They, you know, they, they, it's oh, it's look, really hard to look trust at him. Pr- look at him practice. Yeah. He, he had to come back and play in a meaningful game for them. And what the coach say afterwards? He gutted it out, He's man. Sore. He that even admitted sore. it. It's heroic. You know, I mean, he shouldn't have had to play. You know, they should have had that thing wrapped up a long time ago. And I'll tell you what, the Giants made it a six-point game not playing any of their guys. I did. And the Eagles had to go win that game. Now, maybe the, maybe the, maybe the quarterback's okay now. But he wasn't okay back then when they played. I give the Giants a fighting chance in this one. I really, really do. Cool factoid. First playoff matchup ever featuring two quarterbacks who ran for 700 yards during the regular season. Isn't that fascinating? That's terrific. Um, And the Giants have the most playoff underdog wins in NFL history and the best underdog winning percentage in the playoffs in NFL history. If you're Philadelphia, don't let that game get to the fourth quarter. Because you're playing against an unconventional head coach over there mm-hmm. that's liable to go for the win, you know, instead of kick the extra point if to go to, to go get a, a victory. So you have that game. You have Bengals at Bills, Buffalo, a five and a half point favorite. Uh, is it Jonah Williams and Alex Kappa? They're week to week, not going to be able to play. Lyle mm-hmm. Collins already out. Mm-hmm. So Joe Burrow behind the patchwork offensive line is a storyline again. But I think he's been struggling with that all year. Obviously, it's going to be a degree more difficult. Uh, but the Bengals have been great at, at getting picks in in the playoffs going back to last year. And Buffalo has been turning it over in bunches. So I won't be one bit surprised. And I do think that five and a half point line is juicy, boys. How about you? Yeah, the line's a no brainer for me. And and as you mentioned, I know the the Bengals offensive line is a bit problematic right now with some injuries. But that's the story of Joe Burrow since he's been a Bengal. He just figures out a way to, despite being like sacked nine times in a game or whatever, still find a way to get the victory. And I don't trust what I'm seeing from Josh Allen and the Bills offense enough to like fully be crotch first about him. I was last week against the Dolphins and and they it was a nail biter versus Skylar Thompson. So yeah, I think this is going to be a pretty epic game, and I got the Bengals to cover for sure. Yeah, oh, Bengals yeah. force a lot of turnovers. They forced eleven turnovers in five playoff games dating back to the start of last year when they opened up against the Raiders in the wild card round. And Josh Allen is having turnover issues right now. So if that continues, I think the Bengals will win this game. Yeah, but if the Bengals if the if the Buffalo doesn't turn over the ball, they're the better team. Absolutely. Sure. Especially that, with that's all gonna the, be the key. Especially with the offensive line the way it is at Cincinnati. We saw what happened early in the year with Cincinnati bad offensive line. What was that like twenty something sacks to mm-hmm. start the year? They didn't have that thing right. Man, to Buffalo begin with wishes you. they had Von Miller for this one, yeah. don't they? Yeah. So there's there's a couple of good games right there. I'm going to go with the first game of the weekend, which is tomorrow at 3:30 on NBC. The Chiefs are an eight and a half point favorite, uh, and it's fascinating because Trevor Lawrence might say, "Hey, you know what? I'm taking my step right here. This game is going to be a reckoning that I'm joining the the other greats and." Old Doug Peterson is 6-0 and against the spread and 5-1 and outright as a playoff underdog. 
Brian's old buddy Doug, who he used to drive around with Favre and Jim McMahon up there in Green Bay back in the day, uh, it, it had had something going in Philly. They didn't appreciate him. He didn't prove it. But now Doug Peterson is proving. You know, you don't want to underestimate him, even if you think maybe he's not all that bright or wasn't all that <laughs> responsible for what happened with Philadelphia. They want to give the credit to Reich. They want to give the credit to Mike Kafka. Here he is doing it again. And taking a team that was horrible last year to these heights, it's it's pretty damn impressive. Obviously, you can't take Jacksonville, but this game is is just rife with so much interesting drama and storylines. Man, I cannot wait to watch this game. Two, these two lethal, young, superstar, GOAT-level uh, kind of quarterbacks. And we are watching the best quarterback to ever play in Pat Mahomes. I, I, I hope that everybody appreciates it in the same way. But, I mean, this dude, his play doesn't doesn't uh, dip at all in the postseason either. Like when you dig into the Mahomes quality play, Mm -hmm. it's historical dominance in the regular season, and then it just continues into the postseason. The dude is uh, just an absolute freak show. So I'm excited for the game. I think the Chiefs is the the lock that you would go with ultimately, but I kind of want to save the Chiefs. And I'm going to go with the Eagles. I'm going to bank on on Jalen Hurts being healthy enough to run around. I don't trust the Giants defense, and I just can't fathom the words Daniel Jones NFC Championship. I just can't. I'm uh, I'm going to rock with the Chiefs as well because I don't think I'm going to feel comfortable no matter what the matchup is next week in the AFC to pick either team. So I'm going to burn the Chiefs. Uh, I think that this game is one where I think Jacksonville is going to make it tight. So that's why I went with Jacksonville to cover the spread. Doug Peterson's also been fantastic in the playoffs. He's 6-0 and against the spread. Uh, he's 5-1 and outright as a playoff underdog. So that's why I'm kind of crotch first confidence that he keeps this one competitive. Nine and a half points is a lot there. So I, I think Jacksonville plays tight against Kansas City, but the greatness that is Mahomes and Andy Reid, I think they do get this win at home. And uh, I think those fans are going to be ravenous after Trevor Lawrence was saying, I don't think it's going to be that much louder than it was in Jacksonville. Oh. It's going to be pretty loud there, Trevor. Give me Dallas. He's going with the Cowboys, folks. Broadus just it, put Broadus. the hometown team on the table. Give me Dallas. Broadus. Yeah, fire me up, bro. Go for it. You're I mean, convinced. I'm, I'm gonna, yeah. I, that San, Francisco, the, San Francisco owes me something. They owe me something from all the playoff heartache and stuff like that I've had to deal through the years there and stuff like that. One of the greatest wins I ever saw, I was sitting there at Candlestick Park. I think the Cowboys get it done again this time around. Gosh, you are turning me on this. right now. Look at you. It is time now for the G-Bag of the Day, curated by Lucius. You see what just happened? Picking the Cowboys in a survivor bet. We're going to get a broadest payoff next week, aren't we? No. I don't know we're not. Hey, it'd be crazy if the Cowboys win by a field goal. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I would say. 31-28. A kicker's redemption story is what I see. Yes. Building up a little bit. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows, man? My whole life, if the Cowboys beat the 49ers, we're going to the bowl. Yeah. My whole life has been like that. Yeah. Uh, Our winner is Creflo all about that dollar. Pastor Creflo, excuse me. (laughs) Uh, Questions to ask when dating. And I suggest you do ask these questions, but not in the random fashion that he is presenting them. Single people, if you're dating somebody, you need to ask a thousand questions during the dating process. Uh, What's your name? Is that your real name? Do you have your daddy's name? When can I meet your daddy? Is your dad and mama together? How do you act when you get mad? Do you throw things? Do you cuss around? Do you beat up on people? I need to know, do you have a job? Where do you work at? How much money do you make? How long you been working there? Do you have a bank account? How is your credit? Can I see your credit score? Do you have a house? Are you living in an apartment? 
Do you pay for your gas in your car? Mm. I need to understand what you know. What you like to eat? Yeah. Do you plan on being fine like that all your life, or you plan on getting big? Hmm? How many children yeah, do you want to have? Will you get upset if we don't have no kids? And you need to ask that woman, how you look without your makeup? Don't put none on tomorrow. I need to see. Yeah. The hat you got on your head, is that yours or did you purchase it? And if you purchase it, is it paid for or are you in debt? I need to know. When you blink your eyes, are those your eyelashes or, or did you buy those from somewhere? I need to know. You smell good today, but what about tomorrow morning? I need to know. Do you believe in taking showers at night or in the morning? Do you believe in taking three days off and then take shower? How is your relationship with soap and water? I need to know. I need to know. Very popular guy there. I would probably uh, maybe unravel those questions over, what, a three-month period? You think you can get all those out? Three months? Yeah. Uh, three dates. Three dates. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah, man. What, look, we're sitting, we're sitting in front of each other with two hours, two and a yeah, half hours, yeah. three hours. We can get these questions yeah. out. Yeah. I just want to hit you back to back to back to back. I'll sprinkle them in there. See what you got going on. Definitely. Yeah. Just maybe uh, maybe, maybe note note all that. Put it on your smartphone. Just every now and then. 100%. Another one. Listen for red flags. That's what I'm listening for. Lucius, if you had to pick the most important question out of all those, which one are you going to pick? <laughs> you know they're all equally important, brothers, because they all can be deal breakers if they're answered the wrong relationship. way. Yeah, yeah, soap and water. Yeah, man, I'd say Lucius is like a clean guy. I, I do. I clean. I got my nails did today, by the did way. You? Yeah, I went and got me a manicure. Lucius Next time I'm gonna go back and get uh, black paint on these joints. <laughs> <laughs> Look Zaddy at me, Lucius. Zaddy Lucius. Hi, Lucius Marie. Uh, we got a mom right here that came to visit her daughter, and while she was walking through the door, she dropped her Tim Hortons coffee, oh, and she started cussing. Look at this coffee, just every girl everywhere you look. It's probably in your purse. This mother. Every Tim Hortons, bro. Tim Hortons. She was upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> Never had any Tim Hortons uh, coffee. I kind of oh want some now. It's a Canadian company, I think. Is it? Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's potty. Sounds like a, a Dr. Seuss character to me. Yeah. Tim That's Hortons. what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see what else we have we got. Oh, man. This guy was in like a little copy store. I titled it a pop copy from the Dave <laughs> Chappelle situation, but I don't, I'm sure it's not a pop copy. I just don't know the name of the copy stores out here. Kinko's? Kinko's? Okay, Kinko's. Let's say Maybe it's a Kinko's. FedEx let's office? Do that. Yeah. FedEx office. Okay, let's say that. This man is in a FedEx office. Look like he had to get something faxed out real quick in the middle of a tornado. Mm. There's a darn t- tornado outside. 
And he left his mom in the car too, bro. Oh yeah, that was that Yeah. Oh, it just blew right by us. Oh wait, whoa, 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 that's it, that's it. Come on. That's it, whoa. Oh my gosh, we're in it! Oh my god, oh my god. Yeah, we're in it. We're freaking in the tornado right now. Dude. I'm so surprised your car is still standing right there. Is your mom in there? Yes. Oh my oh. god. Your, your mom literally is in the tornado. She's okay though. <laughs> She's okay though. Press the green button and I think you locked the door on the bottom too. Be careful, sir! <laughs> That's good customer yeah. service. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. Hey, good looking out. She's okay, though. Yeah. She's okay. <laughs> I guess that I guess that was some merchant business. I mean, that's, that's, that's what I was thinking, bro. It had to be something with some money. Yeah. yeah if we don't get that back in 24 hours, we're going to cut that account off, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I fix it to you? <laughs> Is it Pastor Creflo? You got a lot of questions. Is it Mom Visits Daughter? Dropped her coffee. Guy to copy store. Any other nominees, Lucius? Oh, I have a few more. Let's see. Uh, this auntie has a joke. How about this joke? Hey, Morgan, I got one for you. <laughs> How are men and Rubik's cubes alike? How are men and Rubik's cubes alike? The more you play with them, the harder they get. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think we're getting any pushback right there. Huh? Up. The old Rubik's Cube. Amen. <laughs> Listen to the song. By the Cowboys. This is a Cowboy song? Yeah. Cool. Just a little rift. Not really a song. Because you know that I'm Still them boys. Still them boys. <laughs> All righty. Still them boys. Auntie has jokes. Copy store. Mom visits daughter. Pastor Creflo. Chia follow. Let's start the voting with you today. We'll go counterclockwise. Let's go with the coffee lady. Coffee lady. Uh, and that was a really funny routine there. Uh... I'll go with the guy at the copy store. That's just funny all the way around. I got to hear that three or four more times. A lot of stuff going on, Brian. Yeah, I'm going to go with the coffee shop, please. Coffee store thing. Okay, yeah. two to one. Woolchuck. I'm going Tim Hortons. Three to one, Lucius. Creflo all about that dollar. By a score of three to one to one. And your new G-Bag of the Day champion. It's a frustrated mom visiting her daughter, disappointed in herself, spilled the coffee all over your daughter's floor. You're there to help, not hurt as a parent. And uh, she sure made it funny, though. Okay, uh, when we come back, it's time for Krusty's Corner. Where are we going with that, sir? Yes, I'm going to ask you guys a question. You can only have one of these. We'll talk about that next. Well, thank you, Lucius. It is the G-Bag Nation here on the Fan Time now for Krusty's Corner. Here he is, Broadus. Thank you very much, General. Appreciate that. A couple things I heard over at the Star today. Uh, Well, one of the – well, actually, two things. Curse is going to play this week. Yes, yes. Let's go. I heard that. Yes. And another thing is these uh, practice squad elevation things that they get, it's just a technical thing. You know, they, they can run out of them. You're allowed three of them. It resets when you get in the playoffs. Nice. So if they need to bring guys up, you're thinking, oh, man, they're out of, out of the elevations of this guy or that guy. So it's just something to keep in mind, you know, if the Cowboys are looking for an extra offensive tackle, offensive lineman, something like that, or – extra defensive line or whatever that the elevations re- reset so won't you, be a kicker though Vizcaino is not going to play you know what I don't know I have I can't get anybody to tell me that but the fact mm. that uh 
the fact that, uh, and I'm going to ask you guys a question about this okay. in the sports mix. So let's talk about that when we get there. But right. I, I don't think they're going to elevate the kicker. I, I don't. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see on that one. All right, hey uh, Chief, I'll start with you on this one. And uh, if you're Dan Quinn, how do you set the tone on defense? How do you set the tone defensively? Well, uh, I think you want to consistently, uh, and this is early in the game, and this is, to me, for four quarters, I think you want to just do your best to confuse uh, Brock Purdy, the youngster quarterback. Uh, uh, And the Cowboys have done a great job all season long at disguising coverages and moving things uh, post-snap, and I think you have to lean into that heavily, and you got to blitz this guy. When this guy gets blitzed and he's pressured from the blitz, he is a different quarterback. And so I, I think that you'll have well-timed Dan Quinn blitzes that could really change this game. How about you there, Zachary? I think it's all about how you use Micah Parsons in this game because he's your biggest disruptor. And I think we saw last week early Micah Parsons was able to rattle Tom Brady, but also on that third down, the use of – their, their best four pass rushing set, where it's it's Lawrence, Armstrong, Fowler, and Micah. And if he is able to get home with four, I think Dan Quinn now knows I can go into my full bag of tricks and we're going to have a field day. Because then he's realizing, all right, I've got the ability to rush with four. We're going to give him problems. And now I can just play around with whatever I want. If I want to send extra guys, great. But I can also now have the ability to, to drop back and cover and move guys wherever I want to. But I think however he deploys Micah and wherever he descends, decides to send him is going to really allow him to figure out, okay, this is now where I can really play and mess around and move guys here. So I think Micah Parsons is more so going to dictate what Dan Quinn can do in this game. Yeah, I, I think I think it's a mistake to think you can pressure him into mistakes just because he's a rookie, because the way the offense is designed to get the ball out quickly and the way his players are um, at getting open very quickly, I, I just don't think that if you're sending extra guys, you're going to have this heyday of pressures and turnovers. I'm going with the fog of war technique. I'm dropping a bunch of dudes. I'm saying Micah Parsons and Tank attack. But I, I'm going to drop eight sometimes. Sometimes I'm going to be like, yep, we, we rushed two guys. Two defensive tackles stood up and backed up and waved their arms. And if you want to come after us with the run, that's fine. But I, I'm not going to let Brock Purdy pick us apart by playing man back there because they've proven that if you get pressure on him, his guys are going to be open. And I, I know it's tempting to think Micah Parsons can get in there, but we saw the Cowboys pass rush neutralized by significantly less offensive lines throughout the second half of the season. I'm going with this, the tone setter right off the jump. I'm putting Micah Parsons over Trent Williams, and I'm going to try and win that first battle right off the bat. I'm going to try and see if I'm going to say, okay, you know what? Let's see. It's, you know, and usually I would say move Mike around. Don't let him, you know, and I think that could be a plan. But if you if and it happened the other day in that game against the Buccaneers, they tried to run the ball. It was negative two. Parsons from the backside. Yeah. To me, if you say your best offensive lineman is Trent Williams, my best defensive player is Micah Parsons. You find a way to win that right off the jump. That could be a tone setter for you in this football. Game. Oh yeah. That's kind of what the you know. That's how I lo- I would look at this. Now I'm not saying every down put Micah Parsons over because I don't think that's good business. But I think you do something to show that you're you're here to play today. 
you're here to play, whether it's slot blitz, whether it's uh, you know something to something that sets the tone that you're going to be in for a long day today. Because I'm not going to let you see, like you said, Gavin, just pick me apart back here. Micah Parsons, one-on-one, Trent Williams, find a way to win that matchup right off the jump. Set the tone going forward for your defense. That would be sweet. And especially because, like, the difference of last year, Micah was playing a lot of off-ball linebacker yeah. in this game. Yeah. Not this time around. Gavin, you can, only yeah. ha- you can only have one of these. Cowboys can block well or they can tackle well. Um, I'm, I'm going to say they can, they're going to block well because then I'm going to get to 30 points. All right? I, and I'm very confident we're going to be in that game. If – if we tackle well, I, I'm, I'm not sure you're going to be able to score enough to beat them. So I want the certainty of being able to move the football for four quarters. Chief? Yeah, I want to be able to block well in this game. If I'm blocking well, and, and because my the best thing I have going outside of, I guess, Micah Parsons, you would say, is the fact that I got the quarterback advantage. And if we're blocking well, then I expect Dak to be at his, at his best. And to me, Dak at his best is what gives you the best chance to win the football game. So hard because if you don't tackle well, you lose. But it is blocking because that means Dak plays well. We saw that last week. They they protected him up front. Dak played his best game, and if Dak plays well, the Cowboys win this game. Give me block well as well. That's I I, th- I feel like there's plays to be had in the secondary. I mean, if you find a way to keep that that front solid, I I don't I mean, however you have to do it, backs, tight ends, whatever you have to do, one on one stuff. Block well in this game. You can make some plays. Cowboys receivers can get open. Tight end can get open against these guys in the back end. You give Dak time to play in this game, they're going to have some problems with the 49ers. We just right, went 49ers. unanimous. Yeah. How about that? Unanimous? Yeah. Is that the first time in sports mix history? It's been a while. Been yeah. a while. Gavin. Yeah. Uh, did I start with you last time on this? Or did, yeah, you did. Okay. You how about, how about, uh, let's go with, uh, I go with, uh, with Zach on this one then. How about okay. this? I'll All go right. with Zach real quick. In, in his Bob Lully shirt. Yeah. Bill, Vid- Bid- Bill Vidovich is the lead official this week. Go, Bill. BV. Doesn't call many penalties. Perfect. Does that favor the 49ers or the Cowboys? I think it's going to favor the Cowboys because that killed them last year. And the Cowboys were really penalized, and that took away chunk plays in the matchup last year. They hit C.D. Lamb on a couple of big plays going back and watching. It got called back for holding or blocking the back. I mean, how many times was it Connor Williams? Oh, my gosh. Here we go. Randy Gregory got penalized. I think ultimately the less penalties, the better. We've seen that last week against Tampa Bay. I think it'll it'll favor the Cowboys in this one. Fingers crossed uh, that that will be the case. Eric, it's a really good question. I, I think, but ultimately, yes. I just I don't want to see flags. It's just even just from an enjoyable watch of a game. I don't want to see many flags, and that really allows for hey, these teams are are going to get to decide it themselves and not have any interference here. And that's what I'd prefer. So give me no flags. I'll say that's advantage Cowboys. Gavin, I will say because the Cowboys have fixed their penalty problem that uh, it's probably neutral. But if anything, it's going to go against them. Because they need this Vinovich guy to call the penalties on the 49ers. And uh, maybe he won't do that. I think they'll play a clean game. Cowboys figured this out thanks to, uh, you know, leadership. Yeah. Uh, Salute to the coaching staff getting it done. Yeah, I kind of feel like this favors the Cowboys, to be honest with you. Because if if they're not going to call holding penalties, and it turns into what we were talking about with pass, I mean, Micah's going to get held. Okay, if Micah gets held in this game and we can clearly see it, then you see, then you're going to see Nick Bosa get held in this game too. So to me, I I think the advantage is the Cowboys because if you're talking about pass protection, let me hold their guys. 
you know. I mean, I understand it. Hey, you're going to need pass rush and stuff on the on the defensive side. But I'm kind of thinking about what's the key for us. We all agreed right here. It's going to be pass protect, or it's going to be, you know, blocking. Right. Be able to block well. So if you let me hold in a game, that helps me block. Mm-hmm. So the Niners, the Niners have been called for more holdings than average uh, this year by about 25 percent more than average. Yeah. So they're they're a holding kind of team. Hopefully, you know uh, that that gets recognized. Yeah, we'll see. All right, Gavin, for you the final one here. Did the news from practice on Thursday about Brett Maher not missing a kick make you feel better? Uh, no, because I, I think it's the same as being on uh, a driving range compared to uh, an actual golf tee. You know, and so I won't. I I, I cannot be. Uh, I I cannot be calmed by by the concern until I see him uh, do it a couple of times in a game. Yeah, I'm still more concerned than not, but I definitely feel better about it. If we heard that he was sucked in practice all week, then it's then you have no hope for the game. He at least gives me a little sliver of hope that this dude can get it figured out for Sunday. I'm confident in Brett. I think Brett's going to be okay. Yeah, I kind of if you, if you look at my score, I and I did it on the with the Cowboys this morning. I said 31-28 Dallas, and I had Maher making the game-winning field goal. So I'm confident that they can get this thing done. We'll see. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, Brian. It is the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. When we return, look at this. It is time to talk with Stephen Jones, get his thoughts on this big game coming up next on The Fan. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.